Hey, and welcome to the first edition of the 2024 season of the Rugby Report Card. Huge. It is huge, as you can hear. Uh, Mr. Raxworthy is with me today. How are you, mate? Feeling huge. Feeling big. Feeling strong. What about you? Uh, Well, first of all, looking big and strong as well, Jim. You've clearly been hitting the gym. I'm not too bad, mate. Excited to hear. Excited for the season. Lost to chat about today. And Blake, how are you? Yeah, huge. Huge talking points. How are you, mate? Right? How are mate, you? I'm huge. Now I'm uh, really you know, excited okay. to be back. Yeah, <laughs> chat rugby. Bring on the 2024 season. I'm a buzz to uh, watch some footy. Let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. Bring on the season. The off-field shit. You know, fuck it. It is what it is. Let's chat some on-field rugby union for 2024. Great to be back. I'm looking forward to this season. Last season, daughter just born. In the trenches, in the, in these sessions, exhausted, sleep deprived. Now, uh, she's all sorted. We're good. I'm ready to. I'm ready to podcast. I'm ready for weekly, never missing this podcast. I'm excited, boys. You ready to I'm tune excited. back into the rugby? Tune hour? back in. It's huge. How about you, Richard? <laughs> well, I'm excited for you to actually be here every week, mate. It was it was noted last week, not last year, that you, you missed a few sessions. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on. Uh, some big at, ones too. You missed it, some huge sessions. Yeah, you did. But we, we don't want to point the finger too too early in the season. Um, are you actually, boys, a genuine question? Like, there's been a lot of chat in the media, as we know. Uh, are you excited forward to excited for the season, or is there a little bit of uh, trepidation going into the season, Jim? Nah, hope. Yeah, yeah. The, the potential, the possibilities are endless. Anything can happen, Richard. Who knows what they've been eating. What they've been taking, what training they've been doing, what bribes they've been accepting in the off-season. You just don't know. So anything is possible right now. It doesn't get more exciting than this. You can buy into all the hype you like. You can neglect all the shit show you like as well. But I tell you what, when it's all said and done, mate, you know where it's answered? All the questions are answered on the field. Uh, That was prophetic, mate. That was impressive. Mate, I'm genuinely excited. I just get that buzz. Um, it finally clicked that, holy shit, footy's starting on Friday. And just looking that there are games on Friday, just that, I got really excited. I'm, I'm genuinely really, really excited. But I'm not going to lie, I've, it's got me down. I had this buzz. I think I did one or two podcasts at the end of the year with some other people. I got rid of the dead weight. Um, and I remember having a chat and saying, God, I'm sick of talking off-field. Like, I wish I didn't know the CEO's name or the finance of this or that. I just want to talk. <laughs> you across the finances, the books, are you? You know, we'll get into that later, mate. I'm across <laughs> it. I've got a few spreadsheets going. Um, and I just thought I'm, I'm excited. Talking this bullshit. I just want to talk rugby. And I was like, all right, let's go. And then, man, it's it's unavoidable. Like it just, the, the bullshit sucks you in. And before long, who's broke? Who are we losing? Who's going to league? Oh, fuck it. Here we go. And I just got a bit depressed. So I actually tuned out the rugby media the last couple of weeks. I sort of made a conscious effort to not follow it because it's just all a bit grim. Um, well, you looked at the, the books, mate. That's why. I looked at the books. I shouldn't mm. have looked at the books. You cross-checked so the balance sheet. Yeah, it is grim. It's grim. And, and I mean, we, we need to touch on some of that stuff here today in a very uninformed um Overly hyperbolic manner, which I look ah, forward to. It would be um, remiss of us not to. We have to. 
But I'm I'm more than anything looking forward to the podcast next week when we can come on and go. Now, now, all right. now that's all- a sales pitch. Start of the pod. If you're listening, it's the next week. It's <laughs> the one you want to tune into. Let's skip this one. Um, but if you could listen to that ad at the start. Then. <laughs> Helps with the sales sheet, right? Um, in, in terms of the rugby, there is, you know, there's some great games looking at this week. And I have to say, let's just throw it out there straight away. Um, that Chiefs Crusaders game. Is there any other game um, that is worth looking forward to at the moment in Super Rugby? Does that not whet the appetite for the rest of uh, the year? Or, or is it down? No, it's just the Australian teams, mate. They were fucking with the Kiwis. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't care about it. But no, let's talk about some of the mess. Let's talk about some of the muck, some of the yuck. I don't think we've actually been on here since Schmidt's been announced, since Marky Mark bags. I thought you wanted to talk rugby. That's what was my segue. I was trying to help you out. You want to talk rugby? No, nah, no, nah, that's next week. Oh, uh, sorry. That's sorry. Next week. sorry. Everyone's speaking out this week. I love oh. it, though. If you rewind the tapes, he's taken three weeks off rugby because it's been getting him down all the media. But within two minutes, he wants to get back into it on the podcast. <laughs> all right. So what's going to happen with the Rebels, boys? What's worst case, best case? What, what are, how are we feeling? Rebels? I think looks, I think the worst case grim. is the best case. They're gone. Oh wow! It's done. Just say that within five minutes of the podcast. Also, Jim's kicked uh, kicked one of the Super Rugby teams out of the competition. Well, too, absolutely. Yeah? I mean, Blake's seen the data. It's just it's not attainable financially. Yeah, and but I think that even if um, even if they do go, it's a pretty big black hole burnt in the AOU's pocket. Oh, mate, do you know how many people? Yeah, so are they're up for eight million. Yeah, fuck it. You got to pay what you got to pay, you know. I think the thing is, is it, 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 do you How know, out of a CEO would I be? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the worrying thing is, if, if it, it was, but... if it was, uh, if it was small change, I think it would be it wouldn't be as big of an issue. But I know you've seen the information, and uh, Blake, but it's more than twenty million dollars that are in debt at the moment. You're absolutely right. That's. That's not just an issue with the rebels, but that's a long-term potential issue for rugby. That's buried our you top coin. Yeah, that, uh, but it's it's crazy that, um, and I know they'll play out the season, and I actually just, um, expect the rebels to actually have a, a good season because there'll be that siege mentality. Their fixtures that have come out, they'll start off well as well because I think they've got a fairly easy few, other than the Brumbies, a fairly you know, there are a few home games and stuff. So I think, and they've got the players there as well. So that, that's the Can we just talk for a minute though? How do you get into $21 million in the red? Like I've, I've had a credit card or two in my day, looked at a statement and gone, oh, Jesus, what did I do last weekend? And then I rein it in. It's never got to the $21 million mark. I mean, who just goes, oh, we're, we're $19 million in debt. I reckon we should get two per. Yeah. What's he want? Pay it's it. The, it's <laughs> the Cipriani dollar too. It's all those. Studs oh, from overseas. You know my theory? Over sell it. it's, it's Super Rugby Weekend. They're just oh, yeah. anticipating people are going to show up and no one no, shows. No. Won't right. that be a funny this year, Super Rugby round down in Melbourne for the club going bankrupt? It's going to be terrible. No, one's gonna, gonna, no one went last year. It's going to be so – I just don't know how you get in that much debt. Do you know how I feel, though? Um, and we joke, but I, there are some genuinely authentic – passionate Melbourne Rebels fans who get the season pass, who show up every week, they have just been shafted in all of this. And I, I think for me, I just feel, I really feel for that, that fan base. But um, in that sentiment, everyone, there's always going to be losers. 
It's yeah. Not a, it's not be Australian rugby. No. But um, if what with all this back and forth over this money, that money, and they owe us, like it just goes to show you, man, under the Australian rugby cloud, not all the chickens are clucking in the coop. They're not getting done. No. I don't, no, I don't think that's that's recent news. No, that was my point. <laughs> Been getting on for a little while. It's just, but it's so ARU. What, what's our most valuable possession over the next four years? Tony on a Tupac. Well, let's put him in the club with no money. Like, surely he's overseas 12 months from now. Well, is it him? Did he want to go somewhere that's not Sydney, but it's got a bit of a vibe about it? Family, friends, I don't know. That's what my read was on that situation. Whenever they relocate to a second team, it's all based on family and, you know, all the other things in their life, whether it be church or communities that they're a part of. It's also coin as well. So remember, uh, to Blake's point, you're getting into $21 million of debt. It's coin. If, if the Melbourne Rappers probably came with the biggest check because Rappers is the short, it's got a really short career. You know, obviously what's going to happen. I think you're right, Jim, to a point, but I think it's whoever was going to pay him the biggest amount, the biggest check. Like if we're being totally honest. No. I but think it, so. So I don't, but I it's don't not know, just mate. him. It's just Tupo and Salakai Loto and Dangunu and Pro- Proctor and Gardo, Carter Gordon and Maunder. There's a lot of higher earners down there. It's a bit pretty crazy. Team should be. Pretty good, but it's a lot of high earners. Are they? Are they? Carter should be coming onto a bigger contract. He should be on still pennies. Dalgunu, if you're paying that guy enough, if you're paying him to contribute to $21 million of debt, you're doing something wrong. Salakai Loto's passed it. He might be on a big contract that might be winding up very soon. Proctor, why are we paying that, Blake? <laughs> like all those I don't know. Amazing, it's, it's not your messies. But what what do we reckon? The writing's on the wall for the Rebels? They're not yes. contract coaches beyond this season. No player has a contract beyond 2025. They've said they're going to make a decision by next month on the fate of the Rebels. It's hard to imagine that they're here in 2025, don't you think? I think all signs point to the fact that they won't be, but I just have this feeling that someone, whether it's, you know, not Twiggy, but someone like Twiggy, I think they'll end up Gina. surviving. Some, someone will end up surviving. They'll survive. But I think that's the saddest part of the books, that so much of it is money owing to board members. Mm. And the board is just a bunch of rich fellas who propped up a rugby club and, and now like, oh, it's It's not looking good. Anyway, that's, that's really grim. That's really sad. In other not-so-good news, I don't think we've discussed Marky Mark's defection to rugby league here. Um, and I just... What an all-time, all-time slap in the face stuff up by ARU. We'll go pay a gazillion dollars for this leaguey, who I'm excited to see come to Rugby Union, and that will leave us no money to retain the one young player who's been informed for the Wallabies who plays the same position, which you could have kept for half the price of Solely. Isn't it just bananas? And I just think Marky Mark is going to thrive in Rugby League. I, th- I think he's defensively he'll he'll have a bit to go, um, but I think the simplicity of rugby league will suit his athleticism. He won't have all the decision making, um, and I think he's going to be a very very handy rugby league player. Isn't that a stuff up? Huge. Isn't that depressing? Mm. Yeah, it, it is. But it was the backlash was always going to occur, and unfortunately, he was the. You know, he was pissed off with the fact, as you said, that Saul Lee, he come again. Like, it is su- such a shame. And he will excel because 
all the basics that he does well in, uh, I'm tackling a little bit, you know, defensively, but he'll do ball carrying, you know, good under the high ball, attack and defense, he will excel. Um, and the discrepancy between him and, and Suwali, he probably won't be as, as grand as what everyone thinks it's going to be. So he's an absolute stuff up. Yeah, massive. He's in it. It's just one of the all-time stuff ups. And I've got male, I can't share who, but a, another Wallaby in a similar position will also be looking at a defection um, is the male that I've heard. And I just know that the, there isn't, we didn't get the private equity. So that money isn't there. But why they declared war on rugby league with no money in the coffers Ego. It's just fucking bananas. Ego. Yeah. Yeah. Just more I mean, malpractice under the uh, the RU roof. But I don't know. Marky Mark is a huge loss. There's no two ways about it, particularly when you look at the financials like you just stated. But the impact of that is going to go very far in the locker room because That's what I think. The, the, the wingers, you know, he was an excellent winger, the form player in our back line, but that's not a, one of the key positions that controls and maintains those close games and win those close games. He might be a momentum swinger, but I think they sort of took the position for granted or think that we've got a surplus to that position um, and they're going to look elsewhere to invest the money. But it's the devil you know over the devil you don't. I don't know if Suwali is, A, going to come over at the end of all this or, B, make an impact like everyone's running his mouth like he will. Absolutely think great it, player, but so was Vunavalu. Yeah, and the, the signing being so long in the distance, it's kind of like Marky Mark's just hanging around, thinking, oh, you probably won't pick him for the Wallabies. And then, you know, what's he? What's that contribution like in the change room, knowing he's leaving? He's the type of guy you build a team around at the Tars, him in the backs, Bell in the forwards, and you start building a team there and, you know, he picks himself at the Wallabies and all of a sudden you can't go that way. Um, it all, I don't know, it almost makes it grim viewing this year. When it's successful, you'll be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't fault him either. Like when he nah. signed the dotted line, why are you pissing money away for the other blokes? You're being a valuable player and they're not willing to pay you. See ya. Not to mention the whole thing was, was an absolute debacle. It's just, it's just been a, a colossal, a colossal stuff up. Um, in other... Slightly more positive news. We haven't discussed Schmidt. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think he'll be a really good. Uh, it's a, it's, I think it's a really good decision um, for Australia moving forward. I think he'll bring um, a lot of the basics back in. He'll bring a lot of structure. He'll uh, bring a lot. Of, it will increase probably the status within the within the system. You know, in terms of high expectations of what he what he wants in terms of behaviour. Uh, I think you'll see from the way that he's. He's got like he did get Ireland to play before. I think there's a lot of he started the process that the others then built on. So I think there's a lot of really, really good positives for Australia moving forward. Jim, of, what, of what was available, look, it's a great hire. Man's got a great track record in Ireland, turning that regime around. He was part of the New Zealand uh, campaign at the World Cup. A lot of players within that organization spoke very highly of him. I'm, I mean, from what was there available to us, I'm shocked that he sort of made himself available, but we've seen time and time again, man, we've all been a bit jazzed about the, the back catalogue of the coaches who come on, but they just enter a system that just doesn't function like any of those other places I just mentioned. It's just not a system where everyone's clucking in the coop, if I take what I said earlier. Um, so I, there's going to the be roadblocks. There's going to be letdowns. There's going to be 
you know, players who don't really feel a sense of allegiance to this coach, which might push them a little further the other way. Um, and that's just very, very difficult. Particularly, it doesn't help even if you thought this cool, but him already putting a cap at how long he's going to stick around for, I didn't think was a wise move. No, I, look, I love I love Schmidt. I think he's going to be um, the, the literally the antidote to what the Wallabies need. He's a bloke whose discipline structure, everything is programmed. Um, if anything, it's just the contrast to Eddie. It makes my mind spin in his chaotic coaching nature to then pivot to Schmidt. It, it seems so nuts to me, but I'm so happy Schmidt. I like everything that he said in the media. He seems like a um, a really good human being with cracking values who seems like a cracking coach. But I think one thing I said that I take seriously is just it's, it's like four to six training sessions before the first international between when he gets the team. So I think it's about us as fans calming down our expectations um, because they don't get that long together. It isn't centralised in Australia. Um, I think it's going to be hard going at first. I think it, you know, it will be a year of teasing and I think we have to, we expected a miracle with Eddie. Uh, we'd run out of patience with Rani. I think we've just got to be patient with Schmidt and, and believe and trust in the plan because we've been reckless and it hasn't paid off. And I actually think we've got a nice introduction this year with, I think it's Georgia and then two games against Wales. Um, Wales and shit, you know? Wales uh, <laughs> um, I actually think they're, they're beatable teams, which could allow Schmidt to give us something to build off. Um, so I'm really, really excited, but um, he's going to need to take some time to, to catch up to the All Blacks and the Springboks. Um, come rugby championship, that's a big jump. Um, and I don't know if we'll be ready this year, but he also doesn't have a lot of time um, in that we're two years out from the Lions um, and all the other bits and pieces. But I'm genuinely really, really excited with the appointment. I feel like that was a really positive decision. Um, let's hope, you know, we, we have a good run of injuries. And I actually think from that positive news to more positive news, it's the best super rugby squads I've seen in Australia. Um, and I know this is preseason, so, you know, quote me in four weeks. But I feel like it's the best super rugby squads that I've seen in quite a while. Um, I feel like the, the Reds under Kiss look really good in their trials and they've got a really good squad who are that bit older. Um, and they've recruited well with some old front rowers. Um, I think the Brumbies look a notch below last season, but still look pretty strong. Best force team I've seen in 10 years. Rebels, all fit. They can name a decent 15. Um, and then the Tars on paper look good, but they have been smashed with injury and um, have looked like absolute dog shit in the trials. What do you boys think about the the Super Rugby squads this year? Oh, look, I agree with you on what you've just stated. Man, I think the force, look, they've got the most momentum going into the season. I'm excited to see what they're going to put about. And the Reds, the Reds are the other team that have a little bit of momentum going into the season. I'm excited to see what they're going to knock together. Brumbies, obviously, the pick of the teams for me. But I do, you've seen them in the trials. There's a little bit of loss of swing. I know it is just the trials. No one's falling a full strength up. But the real narrative from all the trials is just how poor the Tars have looked. And I remember us saying this exact thing last week, sorry, last year. And it translated 
into the first couple of weeks into the comp, which really decided their whole season. So they've got, um, they should have alarm bells ringing. Yeah, I think um, just to build on that, guys, through a couple of the teams, I think the, the, the Waratahs are really going to struggle for a multitude of different uh, reasons. Um, if you think about even just with the with the loss of Michael Hooper, you know, we talk about obviously uh, Chupo not being there for the Reds, but the loss of Michael Hooper, both as a as a player, but also as a leader, is going to be, a, um, you know, going to be a massive loss. But I also think that rugby is all about momentum. And the fact is that if you look at Reds away, Crusaders, Highlanders, Blues, it, it's not without uh, it could it could happen that the Waratahs are zero and four and their season could be over pretty pretty quickly and the pressure will be on uh, on DC very 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 quickly um, because then you even go into that Drua game that's away so the Waratahs are going to be have a um, have some have some huge issues going into that season. Hoop is an interesting one for me because like. It's almost a good thing that he's gone. He could have easily stuck around, played a couple of more seasons and whatnot. But with him there, there's a, there's an identity that stays with the team with him there. If they were ever going to evolve and move past that and find themselves in a new cohort, a new crux or a new pack of the team to lead them, he almost needed to move on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. For for the players to come in and for them to make their mark and to move on into a new era, I totally get that. Uh, I just think there's a chasm-sized hole because I don't know how many natural leaders. Yes, you'll talk about Bell, Barecki, you know, Holloway, yes. But I just think as a leader, I think it, particularly with uh, with issues with, with injuries and what have you, I think that's a bit of a loss. But you're well, right. I just think um, on paper that Tars team is still very good. Um, they're having a pretty bad run of injuries at the moment, I believe, to start the year off, which isn't what they need. So part of me is thinking, you know, is it trials or trials? Funny things happen in trials. Um, should we not read too much into it? Um, but the fact is the media is always already that they're struggling because they sucked in their trials. They don't have an easy run to start the season. And they've come out and basically said Coleman's job will be up in week four. We'll make a decision if we'll re-sign him. Um, and that's a lot of pressure, man. There's a lot of pressure to start the season. So I think the Tars have got the most to lose, um, whereas like, the Rebels look exciting. They look better than they've looked in years. Same with the Force, same with the Reds. However, as we always say on this, this preseason optimism, it's a really nice feeling. I'm looking at those squads. I'm excited. Um, everyone's a bit older. If we're four weeks into this, five weeks into this, and we haven't beat a Kiwi team, you know, them all trying and, and, and looking okay and getting closer, that's not going to cut it. They need to be genuinely competitive and winning games. So um, I'll believe that when I see it, but I'm, I'm more optimistic than I've been in previous years. But I'm probably optimistic every year, to be fair. No, it's just um, if you had to put them in the, in the hierarchical order, like one through five, who's your, what order are you putting the Australian teams in? Like, and I'll ask Jim that's, the same That's question. really tricky. On paper, well, I don't have to not played on, It's not played on paper, mate. It's I don't have grass. one or two. But not on paper, I'm going to go Brumbies one, and then I'm probably going to go Reds two. Um, I think if they can work out who's 10, there's plenty of talent around there. And I think they're, 
losing sores colossal for them, but they've recruited a couple of old props. So the scrum might hold up this season, which I think was their Achilles heel without Thor last year. Yeah. Yeah. Tumaga, Allen. Brumby's one, Reds two, and then um, you've got to say, I don't know. The, the, the Force and the Rebels, man, I just need to see it. Because on paper, if that Rebels team's fit, it's a big tight five. It's a good fly half. they got Callaway out the back. There's a bit doing there. Yeah. The Force still look a hodgepodge, but um, there's a lot of depth in that Force squad. I, I don't know. Force and Rebels, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is their year, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we're seven weeks in and they've won one game. Yeah. It need surprise me at this point in time. They're banking a lot on the Rebels particularly, Carter, building off of all the exposure and experience he got from last year, picking it up, developing it and running with it and managing a season. Not Can getting... I just two things on him? One, fuck you, Eddie Jones, because we should be – Chomping it a bit to watch him play this year at 10. We should all be thinking he's the future. He's the fly half against the Lions. He's the fly half at the next World Cup because we saw him for five minutes off the bench, 10 minutes off the bench at the World Cup, and we're so excited about what he can be. But now that we've all seen him struggle leading the team around the park, there's this feeling of who's going to be the Wallaby 10 this year? And I just feel fuck you, Eddie Jones, for that. I think he put the kid in an impossible position with no structure for the team anyway. Anyway, and then my other point is how exciting him versus Noah this weekend. That is some blockbuster shit. That gets me really excited. Um, sorry, I sort of cut you off there with your Cardi Gordon point, but I agree, Jim. But it does bring me to this point. Who is the Wallaby 10? Joe Schmidt, first Wallaby test. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can oh. you just calm the farm, mate? Yeah, seriously. Noah, yeah, get your any- jets out. Yeah, you haven't even finished your five, mate. That's all we asked you to do in order. Oh, I got carried away. I moved on. I'm excited. I'm feeling huge. <laughs> to answer your question in a more um, succinct fashion, Carter Gorner will be the 10 for the Wallabies in Joe Smith's first game. Sexton. Rich on, <laughs> on Carter. Who are you on, Jim? You on Noah? He's on Johnny. He's on Johnny Sexton. Johnny Sexton. Wild. Nah, it's got to be Carter Gordon. I reckon they run with that. But it just fucking depends on the season, mate. I don't know. Is depends there some gun coming? Absolutely, it does. Mm. All right, I like. Could be you. It? It's Noel. Well, 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 hang on a minute. That's what you're fishing it. for, isn't it? <laughs> Say what you like, boys, but I've been back at the gym for seven weeks. I haven't ruled it out. You are looking huge. Yeah. Thanks, I've man. heard about your tackle technique, mate. You can go to the gym as much as you like. The fly halves are picked to tackle, mate. I've gone to the, the David Knox, uh, Andrew Merton School of Fly Half, you know? Just shovel it to the number 10 and uh, number 12 and hope they do all the work for you, yes? Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right. Sorry, I got carried away. Who, what do you guys think? Are the, give me your power rankings of Australian rugby, Richard. Um, I think, uh, first of all, I agree with the top part. I think Brumbies will be one. I think mine's the boring one. Brumbies will be one. Reds will be two. Um, I actually, no, you know, I'm going to throw it out there. Let's go Rebels three, Waratahs. Oh, force four, Waratahs five. Let's just throw it. Cause I agree with you. The, 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 the Waratahs have so many fantastic players and I hope they're not, cause I'm a Waratahs fan, but like, 
I'm, I'm being a prisoner of the moment and seeing how shit they were in the uh, in the trial games. And I know they don't mean anything, but the fact is they could be zero and five after the first five games. I'm worrying about the Tar season. But that's so. it. You can only call what you've seen, man, and you've seen poo, so you've done well. <laughs> oh, I just can't help but feel like they'll come good eventually because mm. there's so much talent in that squad. Mm. Um, and so it's a case like that they'll, they'll end up okay. No. Um, if they start a bit off the boil or they have no. a little run injuries, whereas the force and the rebels for me, they might show up, but can they sustain two or three injuries? No. I think they got 21, uh, they've got the $21 million of debt or $20 million of debt, as you've seen. So they've got the playing pool. They've got enough reserves, mate, in to come in and replace like for like those old rebels. No, no, no. no. Can I get, can I give you a quick rundown of how the Waratah season is going to go? Love it too. Love you. Love you too, mate. Let's Ready? hear it. First week, Reds loss. Reds are at home, loss. Within ten points. Second team, Crusaders, loss. Embarrassing loss. No, I reckon that's third off. game. Third game, Highlanders, a close game, but they lose. It is after this game, Darren Coleman gets fired. They just go in then to play the Blues. Could be their first home game, loss. And from there, come the contracts. Signed with the Roosters, signed with the Storm, then the contracts come on. They sign with Japan, it's all over, an exodus happens. They've signed with the Rebels, no good. And they go from worse to worse to the point where they're not even recognised. Jesus, Jim. Majority That's of their fans fans. I'm sorry to let you know, man. About. They're not going to win either of their first four games. Darren Coleman's going to get the kick. And then it's on for young and old. It's scrambling, scrambling for Tinder for a flame that they don't need at this point. Do you know what I reckon their season is? What? I reckon they, uh, they're they 4 and 0. They start the season brilliantly. Oh, shut up, mate. Tell, go round by round. Who are they beating? Um, I reckon they need to pick and stick. And then I reckon they pick up, sorry, Rebels fans, they pick up Tupo for next year. So you've got Tupo, Bell, and Parecki all in the front row together, and then they pick up um, two second rowers from the Rebels to embolden their second row. Well, There's another freak at the Rebels. Well, wait, right. What round? They're already stealing Callaway, and Ball. then the year Ball. after Ball. they absolutely kill it. So which weeks are they going to win out these first five games, mate? I don't know, mate. Them versus Rebel, Reds is going to be an absolute cracking game. I'm pumped for that. Can you just share your sports bet or tab account just to confirm that you are betting on the Reds, please, just at some point? Um, looking forward to that game. And then, mate, I don't know where we are against the Kiwi teams. We'll know a couple of weeks in, you know. We'll know we're a not couple close. Weeks in. You can, but you, I'm, you can say I'm with op- some certainty we're not close. I'm optimistic, unlike you fellas. I love the fact how it's been half an hour now and it's it's gone down into the regular uh, nature of Australian <laughs> rugby shit, the abyss that we're in right now, yes? No, we'll be right, boys. We'll be right. Yeah, that's what they all say. You'll be right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, look, yeah. do you know what? Just to, uh, to tie it all together, I think it, it will be interesting because the first one, obviously, after a World Cup, there is huge turnover in a lot of the teams. And so, to, to Blake's point, you do think that you're behind the Kiwi teams, but... How far you're behind, we don't really know in terms of those super rugby teams, but they've got such good systems in place that you just expect someone to to come in and replace someone more seamlessly than it is into an Australian game, into an Australian system, because the the pathways are not maybe as sound. However, 
it will be they, those first few games. I'm excited to see how we go because um, it, they will be tough. But if you don't enjoy those uh, trans-Tasman battles, then you might as well just not watch Super Rugby, really. I like that you said we there, Richard. That was nice. And I actually do think it is the weakest the Kiwi squads have looked in quite a while. Um, but like you said, their pathways are, are pretty outrageous. Mm. Um, um, all right. Cole Good. Is he Tars coach next season? Well, according yes, to Jim, and the talk of the town that Jim has and the intel that Jim has and the fortune telling, he's seen the, the tarot cards suggest that he's not the, not the, right. uh, the coach Ready, after week four. Quick fire answer questions. You've got to give me yes or no. That's it. Coleman, is he coaching in the Tars in 2025? No. Absolutely not. You're the dragon, baby. He's out. That a yes or no, champion. You're the dragon, baby. I love how Blake, to I love how Blake is the one so asking rugby. us to be more succinct. The irony. The irony. Is Tupo signed to Australian Rugby in 2025, yes or no? Yes. Yes. All right, next question. Is Noah Lola CEO signed to Australian Rugby in 2025? No. No. You're the Brutal dragon, boys. baby. Uh, yes or no, does another Wallaby leave for Rugby League by 2025, yes or no? You yes. already know the answer to that, champion. Yes. You just don't want to tell everyone on the, uh, on the, yeah. on the airways, mate. Uh, they're going to silence you. Yeah. <laughs> Are the Rebels in the competition in 2025? Yes. No, you're the dragon, baby. <laughs> um, will we make it out to a game together this season? All <laughs> dependent on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mate. She sleeps now. We're all good. All right. Then no. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, boys. Got some questions to me. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying okay. this. I don't have the time, man. I don't have the time. Yeah, I'm out of my yes/no questions. I ran out. That's all I had. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't sequence them with any cadence. No. What are you talking over the top of me? It was wild. It's the wild west. Hey, have you watched the Six Nations doco? I no. actually haven't. No. Oh, so just me? Yeah, yeah sweet. Is it much chop? Yeah. Look, it's um, it's a very good introduction. Doco for, for Rugby Union, and I think what rugby doesn't do well is sell characters. We often cheer the team, um, and it was actually really cool to see some of the characters um, of rugby. Oh, I really liked it. Um, I do think, though, it sort of straddled the line of being accessible if you don't know rugby and then also not leaning too far into the characters either like it was pretty safe mm. if that makes mm. sense but it's certainly certainly worth a watch i quite enjoyed it and it, it reminded me what an awesome competition six nations is and it just made me a bit upset being an australian rugby fan like the buzz when the players are getting off the bus and like mm. how many people are around and yeah that was a bit depressing but i really liked it anyone caught the uh, the ref doco yet uh no, no. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I am keen to watch that. That does look quite interesting. And then the Wallaby doco comes out on Thursday. I'm what excited to I'm excited to, to watch that one because I think it's going to be great viewing. I'd be interested to see how uh, how much they actually show or whether they, what angle they're going to push. It'd be really interesting because clearly editing is everything. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, they're going to leave a lot to read between the lines. Nothing direct. Because they'll definitely open themselves up for a lawsuit. But if you look closely, you'll see it. I um, I think it's all going to come down to the editing and the decisions. And I can't help but feel like 
They're going to play it a bit safe. Um, but I also feel like now we all know Eddie was senile, right? And there was no structure and he dropped everyone and didn't bother to ring them. On hindsight, watching it, not thinking, oh, is he some maverick? Actually thinking he's just a kook. I think when you watch it, it's going to be quite revealing. Because, you know, the small, small clips that we've seen, like when he told Carter Gorda he was selected, and it was just like, mate, don't tell anyone yet, but I reckon he had time to play him on the weekend. It's like, fuck, there's no way to communicate. And then he was talking to James Slipper and he was telling him how soft everyone is and how we have to get harder. And then he kept bloody Shoop and Nongol back at training just to bash each other for an extra hour after each session. And I just, <laughs> I just can't help but feel like, what year is it, dude? Like, this is not how we coach anymore. Like, don't you think? I just think with that lens watching it, you're just going to be like, this guy's a fucking idiot. I just, I feel that's how I feel going in. But no it might give, uh, it, no, 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 it might give extra um, evidence to support our theories that he's uh, a, a bit of a fruit loop, uh, very senile. I think it just might confirm our, confirm our thoughts. So even if, as we said, even if it's not actually explicitly stated, I think it will be, there'll be an undertone of, oh, what the fuck is he doing? Mm. So yeah, I think it, it'll be interesting to see, as I said, but. I feel, I feel so sorry for the players watching it, like knowing that they have to buy in 100% because you can't show up if you don't. Mm. And so then buying in and just knowing where it ends up, it's just going to be an awful train wreck in slow motion. Yeah. Mm. Do you think it might actually um, let the players off, uh, off the hook a little bit though? Because as much as you hear like little bits that come out through the media and everything, and again, I go back to the point that we're not going to see everything, but you're going to be able to read between the lines, as Jim said. Do you think it will actually, you know, it'll make the, us feel a little bit sorry for the players, provide them with an excuse for their inadequate performances at times? And I say, just let them off the hook a little bit. I don't know. I think so. But I think that's been the analysis anyway. Mm. Um, I think that's certainly been our take, which mm. is the squad he picked never stood a chance. Mm. And then add to that, there was no structure or tactics. He just wanted them to be tough. Um, they're probably up against it if you consider how structured some other teams were. Mm. Very um, much so. That'd be yeah. a good watch. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? No, do you want to? Um, do you want to predict um, the first first week's games very very quickly in one word? Not a you know. Mate, we can. The only problem is I just find round one is just a absolute lottery. Like it's right. just, I mean, we're guessing anyway, the best of times, but, right. um, like, I don't know, you know right. what I mean? but no, yeah. I mean, let's go. Cause we're still, we're still going to pick all the Kiwi teams. There's not many that many. Okay. All right. Chiefs Crusaders round of the, round of the tournament. Like seriously at Mount Smart Stadium or wherever it is that they're, or stadium. Game of the Hunter. tournament. Game yeah. of the round, you mean? Game of the round. Sorry. Yeah. Round of the tournament. Yeah. So right. like, uh, yeah, you're like, getting uh, back into it. You're getting the swing. It's huge. Uh, it's huge. Let's get Chiefs just to be difficult. Just, I think they're mate. They'll be awesome. Chiefs. They're favourites, mate, as well. Yeah. Let's go, Blake. One word. One word. Chiefs, baby. That's no, too fine. Seriously, you had one job. Jim, Saders, you're the dragon, baby. <laughs> Rebel, rebels, rum, <laughs> rebels, rumbies, rumbies. Yeah, yeah, the Rumbies. Yeah, Rumbies. Okay, Force Canes. 
Canes. By caning. Force, Ooh. baby, you're the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, force, please, please, Drew her. Please, Drew her. Come on. It's got to be the blues there. I mean, that's the only one I'm sure about. Blues by murder. Okay. Highlanders Pacifica. Is it still make the kick? Yeah, he's still around. Eh? I hope it's still make the kick. That's great. <laughs> so, Highland, Highlanders Pacifica. Uh, Highlanders. Yeah, Highlanders. And um, to finish on a Saturday evening at 8.05, Reds Waratahs. That's a that's a belter of a game. I can't wait for that one. I mean, everything we've said so far is a precursor for the Reds to win that one. But they've got that real young kid playing fly half, don't they? Oakworth out for three to four weeks, and then Liners had an injury as well. They're um, the one so word there, mate. They don't have a genuine ten, so I think that could make the job quite difficult. Um. Their pack is but just so much better. It's so much, much better than the Tars. They do, yeah, and they've been the the form. I guess Bell's very good at rugby, though. Mm. He's very good at rugby. They have been the form. You've got to give it to them on form, don't you? The Reds on paper, it could be the Tars, but on form, what do you the Reds? <laughs> so the Reds. <laughs> so the Reds, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, oh, I'll go with the Reds. Jim? Taz, baby, you're the dragon, baby. Taz. <laughs> he was giggling leading up to that. You, mate. Fucking one-word answers. You're just talking to yourself. <laughs> talking yourself around to this decision. At the end, you go, ah, fuck it, Reds. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Googled, Mick the Kick 65. That's young. I thought he was much older than that. Mate, that's pretty old to just be... Knocking around, talking nonsense about skills. <laughs> He's built a career off catch and pass. Can you imagine the difficulty involved with that? It's a good wicket, isn't it? Once you get into coaching and you just fluke a good team as an assistant or something. Yeah, one good right. season set up. Right, so the next 20 years, make some props, bash each other after training. Yeah, that's it. Crazy, crazy. All right. All right, boys. So let's uh, looking forward to a good round of rugby. And uh, remember, week two will be better. Absolutely. Yeah, tune mate. in next week. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be worse. <laughs> As you're the dragon. It's going to be a big year for us. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. See you, boys. Yeah.